Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to New York. This is the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! Devils fans, it is your boy Neil Filipiano, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. The best place, as always, to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys are having an awesome day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking some time out of your day to check these episodes out. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Folks, we had the first preseason game for the New Jersey Devils. I'm literally recording this portion of the episode just a couple minutes after the game ended. The Devils come away with a 5-4 to four victory on the road against the Washington Capitals. We'll do a quick recap of that for a couple of minutes. We're also going to be talking about the obvious news about uh, Mackenzie Blackwood and being the only player on the Devils who is not vaccinated. We'll talk about that. And then we're going to finish with our interview with our good friend, Josh Deming, who just joined the Hockey Podcast Network and is going to be covering the Seattle Kraken. So I hope you guys stick around and hear that interview in just a few minutes. So we have a bunch to talk about, as we always do. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So we're going to start by doing a quick recap, like I mentioned before, of the Devils' 5-4 to victory tonight against the Washington Capitals. It's the first game of the preseason. Obviously, a lot of us had the chance to watch the game. Just really exciting to finally have Devils hockey again and to be able to watch and to see these guys play. Now, full disclosure, again, not all the main guys were playing. Some of them were Jack Hughes, Nico Kishir, uh, Yegor Sharangovich, to name a few. Um, but guys like Dougie Hamilton, Tatar, Ryan Graves, Subban, uh, Blackwood, all guys like that, they did not practice, they did not play. They did practice today, but you know, obviously, this is the first of several preseason games. So the Devils will have more opportunities opportunities to have these guys um play. But the biggest story going into this was the fact that both Dawson Mercer and, and Alexander Holtz were gonna be playing, and that was the thing that we were all paying attention. We all wanted to see what they would do. And ladies and gentlemen, they did not disappoint. Alexander Holtz with a goal and an assist, as well as the game-winning goal in the shootout. 
even though the Devils won in regulation five to four, the Devils and Capitals agreed to have a quick shootout to kind of finish it, to get a little bit of practice in. And Alexander Holtz ended up scoring the only goal of the shootout in the fourth round to win that for the Devils. So the Devils won the regulation game and they won the shootout. So it was just a great way to cap off a really, really back and forth game with a lot of things to obviously clean up, but also a lot of positives. But Holtz with a goal and an assist in regulation, the assist came off a long, great pass to Sharon Govich in the first period, which resulted in the first goal, giving the Devils that one nothing lead. Dawson Mercer, he ended up scoring the game-time goal in the third period to make it 4-4. Four to four. He kind of came into the zone on his own, and instead of waiting for his teammates and trying to set something up, he crashed to the net from a sharp angle, took the shot, it hit off the shoulder of Samsonov and into the back of the net, and the Devils were able to tie the game. He also ended up drawing a penalty with about a minute and change to go in the third period, and then five seconds into that power play, Nico Heischer, right in front all alone, goes to his backhand and beats Samsonov to score that goal to make it 5-4, to four, and that is where the game ended. So it was just awesome to see these young kids out there. Some of these guys really, really stood out. Holtz and Mercer, they lived up to that hype, and we've talked about it before. If both of those guys are continuing to play this way throughout the rest of training camp, there is no reason that they should not be on the opening day roster when the season begins. And I'm so excited to see them get off to a start like that. But again, it's just the first game and it is preseason. So, you know, good or bad, let's not have two major overreactions. A couple of quick things again. Uh, there was a lot of odd man rushes from both sides. I mean, it looked like a typical preseason game. The Devils, you know, definitely struggled on the penalty kill. Uh, they did give up a shorthanded goal, um, but they were able to score a couple of times on the power play, which was good. Um, so, like I said, there's a lot of things that didn't go well, but there's also a lot of things that did go well. So, and, and again, not the main guy, not all of the main guys were playing. So, you know, you take it in stride. Jonathan Bernier uh, played, you know, made his first, uh, I guess you could say his debut with the Devils. He ended up giving up uh, four goals, but, you know, he looks solid. He made some good saves. And again, you know, when you're constantly uh, on the penalty kill or or anything like that, eventually you are going to give up some goals. So that's what happened there. But Nico Dawes, another young player, um, rookie goaltender, he got the chance to play in the third period, stopped all 10 shots that he faced in that third period and ended up also stopping all the shots in the shootout. So he did not give up a goal in the short time that he was in the game. So a really good first impression for him as he tries to battle for the potential to be one of the goaltenders playing down um, in Utica, along with most likely Scott Wedgwood. So all in all, like I said, it was a typical preseason game. It was nice to see the Devils get, you know, five goals. That's great. Obviously, you'd like to see them cut down on giving up the goals. But again, there's a lot of things that Lindy Ruff is going to take from this, especially with Holtz and, you know, Mercer and Nico Dodds playing well. Even Graham Clark had a couple good opportunities. Uh, The one young guy that I felt like had a really rough game was Riley Walsh. He had a chance late on a power play, but he kind of whiffed on it and it resulted in a breakaway opportunity. Luckily, the Capitals didn't score. But again, a lot of these guys are just, you know, A lot of them are playing in in an NHL game for the first time in their career, and they're trying to learn, you know, how to play in the NHL. Uh, But, you know, for some guys like, obviously, Mercer and also guys like Alexander Holtz, you know, they were able to look way more like they had been there for a long time. So that's really a positive thing to say. So 
with with all of that, the Devils were able to come away with a five to four victory. They won the shootout as well, one to nothing. And now they will head into their second preseason game, which will be coming up on Friday at home against the New York Rangers. And speaking of that game, I do have an announcement to make. I did make the announcement on my social media accounts on Twitter at Devil's State and also on Instagram at Devil's State of Mind. I, ladies and gentlemen, will be doing the first ever live stream watch along on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. We created a YouTube channel um, and the the lovely guy that we had on here today on this episode, Josh Deming, who's going to be doing the Seattle Kraken podcast. He actually is also going to be the main guy focusing to helping us um, expand the brand through video. He has a tremendous YouTube channel that we're going to talk about in the interview. Um, And he came with us and he has some really good ideas. And he came to me and said, would you be interested in doing the first live stream watch along? And I said, absolutely. So with that being said, this Friday evening, this Friday evening, starting at 6.30 p.m., on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel, you just type in THPN or you can type in New York Rangers first New Jersey Devils live stream and you'll find it. I, ladies and gentlemen, will be doing a watch along. So please come over, leave a like, subscribe, send a comment because I'll be talking about it. I'm going to be using StreamYard for the first time. So if I seem a little... Uh, a little bit confused on some things, just bear with me. This is really kind of a test run because there is a good possibility that I will also be doing a watch along for opening night against the Chicago Blackhawks. I believe I will be having um, a co-host for that one from one of the other podcasts on the network. So I'm excited to do that. I wish I could be going to the home opener, but you know, duty calls. You, you, when you get the opportunity to work and do what you love as your work, you gotta you gotta do it to the best of your ability, you got to do it as much as possible. So that's what I'm doing. So again, to reiterate, we will be doing the first ever new Devil's State of Mind live stream watch along on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. Again, THPN is the name of the YouTube channel. We'll be on from 6.30 until basically the end of the game. Probably right after the game, I'll I'll talk for a couple minutes. We'll kind of recap everything. I won't really be as active on Twitter and Instagram like I normally do when I, you know, kind of live tweet. Um, so. I'll just be focusing on you guys. Also, I am one of the teams that uh, I'm one of the podcasts that is going to be involved in the Slapshot Sweethearts uh, Fantasy Hockey Draft. And it's actually going to be happening at eight o'clock on Friday as well. So during the game and during everything, I'm going to be doing that as well. So you guys will get a chance to see that. Maybe you guys will help me with some of my picks as well. And one more quick announcement that I wanted to make. Uh, the Hockey Podcast Network is doing its Fantasy Hockey League again. We did it last year. This is the second year that we're doing it. We're actually going to be live streaming it as well. I don't know if it'll be on YouTube, but it'll certainly be on Twitter and some of the other social media. So we're going to be live streaming that um, as well. And I'll be on there, of course. And I'm looking forward to that. So just throw a lot of different announcements out there. But the main one that you guys should know, Devil, Devil State of Mind, Live stream watch along Devils vs. Rangers this Friday, October 1st, starting at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel, THPN. So please come by, check it out, and I'm really excited for you guys to check me out because some of you guys have only heard my voice. You don't know what I look like. So this is an opportunity for you to come and see me and have a little bit of a chat. would love to interact with you guys. So looking forward to seeing you guys there. Now, quickly here, I wanted to shift to obviously something that was mentioned yesterday, 
And it's, it's not something that you fully want to hear. And I know that there's a lot of controversy that comes along with it, um, especially with how everything has gone with COVID-19. And, and this is a very touchy subject. And I'm not going to try to come on here and I'm not going to rip on this individual. I'm not going to have any sort of really over-the-top thing, even if I don't agree with the person's decision. But uh, when training camp began, Tom Fitzgerald confirmed, well, he didn't really confirm. He told us, he told the media that the Devils have one player that is not vaccinated. Uh, and Corey Massizak, who covers the New Jersey Devils for The Athletic, um, he had mentioned getting some more detail that it was a pretty significant player, somebody that's going to be playing a lot of time in New Jersey, and it's really going to affect the Devils if, if and when the Devils end up going to Canada. They have nine games, eight or nine games this year up uh, across the border, and obviously with COVID still being a pretty big part of everything that's going on and the restrictions and everything like that, um, you know, Canada's pretty tight about these things. But obviously over the last couple of days, we were all wondering who exactly was the player. Uh, and especially when you say it's an impact player, you can only think of a certain amount of people, you know, Nico Kishere, Jack Hughes, um, Ty Smith, Yegor Sharon Govich, uh, just to name a few. Um, but yesterday, uh, the Devils made it public that Mackenzie Blackwood is the one player on the New Jersey Devils who has not been vaccinated um and you know getting some more information Mackenzie Blackwood will not be allowed to play in the nine games in Canada if he does not change his mind per the protocols of Canada and I believe also the protocols of the NHL uh the Devils first game in Canada won't be until December 3rd in Winnipeg against the Jets so obviously Blackwood does have some time before this and not surprisingly uh Amanda Stein and some of the media had to ask him about this and this is what he had to say. He said, quote, I have a couple of health concerns and health reasons why I'm working, you know, through it a little slower. I wanted to check off a couple of boxes and not rush to do it. I've not decided one way or the other whether I'm doing it when talking about getting vaccinated. I'm taking a little bit of extra time, he adds. First and foremost is health. Second of all, the social impact it has on my teammates and myself. I care about every single person in that dressing room, and I would never put them in a situation where I put them in a position to lose. Um, he also declined to elaborate on that, and he said he's not currently vaccinated. Um, so really, the Devils didn't necessarily announce it. He kind of brought it up himself. So I'm sure he talked to the Devils organization. They probably said, I think it would be best if you just said that you're that guy so that we can kind of get it out there. A um, couple of other things that I took from the short time he spoke to the media about it. Uh, he has to get dressed in a, in a separate locker room away from everybody else. Uh, he has different rules that he obviously has to follow because he's unvaccinated and things like that. Um, I'm sure to an extent with the social aspect of it, it is a little bit difficult for Mackenzie Blackwood to go through. Um, he also did confirm that he had um, in he had a uh, he had surgery uh, during the offseason to recover a lower body surgery. So that was kind of thing he was focusing on. So when it comes to talking about his health concerns, I think the big thing that I took away from it is that Blackwood is kind of worried about since he just got surgery not that long ago, how much could it possibly affect him if he got the vaccine? How much would it affect everything like that? Um, before anybody goes off the rails and starts getting on Blackwood and calling him an anti-vaxxer and, and, and you know, the, the typical responses that one would get when you say that you're not vaccinated. Um, we do have to respect 
Blackwood's decision, even if we don't agree with it. Do we? Do some of us believe that it's not the right decision? Yeah, of course. Um, but again, this is such a touchy subject that I don't want to come on here and be one way or the other. Okay, I, I want to. I want to be fair. I want to be understanding, even if I don't agree with it. Because I'll say from my own perspective, I'm fully vaccinated. I got vaccinated the second that it was available to me. Um, I believe in the science and, you know, that's, that's just my opinion. Okay. And if you don't agree with that, that's fine. I have no issue with that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to criticize you for it. Um, just like, I'm not going to criticize, uh, I'm not going to criticize Blackwood and, you know, look, there are a lot of, there are a lot of comments that I've seen where a lot of people are saying that Blackwood is being very selfish and that, uh, he's screwing, quote unquote, screwing over the Devils because that's nine games where the Devils will have to look to Jonathan Bernier or even another goaltender, whoever that might be. Uh, and Blackwood can't be with the team. And obviously, with Blackwood being the number one guy, being our quote unquote franchise goaltender, you want him to play as much as possible and, and showcase it because he gives us, in many ways, the best chance to win hockey games. Um, Blackwood did say that he's not ruling out the possibility of getting vaccinated. He just wants to take care of everything on his own time. So again, he's going to be able to play, you know, through obviously preseason and then in October and November. And then once we get to early December is when you start to kind of see, okay, has he gotten vaccinated yet? What's that situation? Blah, blah, blah. But there is going to be a considerable amount of time prior to that and in a handful of games prior to that where he will be able to play. Um, I think that most likely what will happen, I'm not going to sit here and guarantee it to you guys because I don't know Blackwood personally. and I don't know what's going through his mind and his emotions. Um, I do think, though, that there is a pretty good chance that he will eventually get vaccinated. I believe that he will eventually be convinced that um, it's okay for him to get it. And that really, it gives him the opportunity to play, you know, and, and be around his teammates. And I think that's important to him. Um, I'm also aware that Sports Unlimited, uh, where I had Emily LaBeouf, she came on an episode uh, a couple months back. And if you haven't, go check that episode out. I know that Sports Unlimited memorabilia had Blackwood two weeks ago for a um, player signing it was the first player signing of the season. And I know that some people said that they were upset that they found out that Blackwood was unvaccinated and they, they saw him, they interacted with him. They were near him. Um, I did also believe, I think I heard, and I could be incorrect on this. So I don't want to come on here and say that I have full uh, definitive information, but I believe I did possibly hear that uh, sports limited said that they didn't know that Blackwood was unvaccinated. Um, so again, that's not knocking on anybody, okay? Uh, if Blackwood wanted to keep that quiet and keep that private, I mean, that's that's just how it is. Um, so really, yeah, is it a is it a tough thing to hear? Is it is it disappointing in a way? Yes and yes, and also no and no. Um, because again, it's not like the first of all, the Devils are not a Canadian team, so it's not like that they're in a difficult spot. Um, it's just unfortunate because Blackwood is our number one goaltender. But I will leave it like this. Even if I don't agree with Blackwood not getting vaccinated, I understand and I am and I support him to the best that I can. Um, 
it would obviously, like I said, be frustrating if we got to the point where we're in Canada and he's not there with us because of that reason. Um, and I know because of how fans are, um, if the Devils, if we're losing those games, like let's say we lose a bunch of those games in Canada and Blackwood's not playing, a lot of people are going to get on Blackwood a lot for that. Um, they're going to criticize him, call him selfish, call him a lot of different names. Uh, Conversely, if the Devils are winning those games, people I feel like are not going to be as upset about it and they won't talk about it, they won't bring it up because it didn't really affect the team. So a lot of us fans, we react to this not necessarily um, with the in regards to that he just didn't get vaccinated. It's that we know what the protocols are in Canada and we know that if Blackwood is not vaccinated, he can't come with the team. Even if he's playing super well, if he's not vaccinated, he can't he can't come and play. Uh, and I think somebody also asked me on social media. They asked me, "Well, doesn't this also mean that he can't play in New York?" I don't know one hundred percent if that's the case. It might be that case because here's a quick example: uh, Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA is not vaccinated, and he cannot. Um, the only way that he could play without being vaccinated, he has to get some sort of special permission from New York. And I think also the NBA to be allowed to, um, but other than that, he, he wouldn't be allowed to play. Uh, he would because of the protocols and everything that New York has. So I think that will obviously apply to Blackwood, which could be frustrating because again, we're going to have tough matchups against the Rangers, tough matchups against the Islanders. And I, and, and it might also apply to Buffalo as well. So that that in itself also could take uh, somewhat into effect as well. Not not entirely sure. And if I'm incorrect, I do apologize. But just going off of what I think I've been able to gather. So all in all, yeah, this is a this is something that we were hoping wouldn't be the case. Um, but it's the reality that we're in. I understand. I understand why Blackwood is choosing it to do it this way. Um, I hope that there's some sort of um, resolution to this whether he gets vaccinated or not i hope there's some resolution to this and i think we should all just try our best not to get angry at blackwood don't attack him let's just try to you know support him in any way that we possibly can and just kind of go from there and i think that's really just kind of how we have to deal with it even if we don't all agree okay and whether you are a back vaccinated person or you're anti-vaxxer it does not matter Reality is that this this is this is a guy that's a human being. He's a very very important piece to this entire Devils team, um, and we should support him as a human being and also just as a hockey player as well. So I think the, I think that's the best way to leave it. So again, the Devils and Mackenzie Blackwood both confirmed that Mackenzie Blackwood is the one and only unvaccinated player on the Devils. Once again, if he chooses to not be vaccinated by the time the Devils start playing in Canada, which starts on December third. He would not be allowed to go over the border and travel with the team. He would have to stay behind. So we shall see what happens over the coming weeks and coming months, moving up to that when things, if they, if they do change. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's try to, you know, shift to a little bit more of a lighter note. Um, obviously the main part of this podcast, I've mentioned it a couple of times before, but 
I've been talking to this guy for weeks since he joined the Hockey Podcast Network. When he talked about all the video stuff that he wants to do with us, I immediately jumped on it because I've been in front of a camera for many years with a lot of other things that I've done. And I, and I was really, really hoping to kind of get into this type of platform on YouTube. I haven't really done it properly, but I'm really excited to work with this guy. And also he's coming on to be one of the hosts of Keeping Up With The Krakens podcast, which is going to cover the Seattle Kraken for the Hockey Podcast Network. I reached out to him literally yesterday and said, hey, man, would you like to come on for a half hour or so and, and talk about a bunch of stuff? And he said, absolutely. He hadn't been on a podcast before. He was interested in trying it out. And I gave him the opportunity to do so. So it is with great pleasure that we welcome on Mr. Josh Deming to the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So I want you guys to enjoy this. You're going to learn a lot about soccer or football, whatever you want to call it. You're going to learn about the Seattle Kraken and you're also going to be learning about some of the things that Josh will be doing to help increase the brand of the Hockey Podcast Network. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this great interview with the newest member of the Hockey Podcast Network, Josh Deming. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game this week to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot and millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Devils fans, I'm just throwing out guests left and right for you guys. I mean, I you know, it's it's the start of the season. We got to get going here. We got to amp up the content. And let me tell you right now, with this guest that we have on, he's going to help not only myself, but the entire Hockey Podcast Network just come out with way, way more content, even more than we did last year. There's, there's so many possibilities that are going to be happening. And also, we have another team that is joining the National Hockey League, as we all know, the Seattle Kraken. And it was kind of a question for a while as to, who is going to be that Kraken announcer? A lot of us on the network were all joking, saying like, oh, is somebody going to do more than one podcast for this network? Or are we going to look for somebody or whatever? But this man came along and he is not only here to talk Seattle Kraken hockey, but he's also here to help us with the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel and to really take us to the next level. And with his YouTube channel covering Borussia Dortmund, which is a soccer slash football team uh, that plays over in Germany, uh, he's going to help us a lot, and it's, I'm really excited to get going here. But it is with great pleasure to welcome on one of the hosts of Keeping Up with the Krakens, which is the Kraken, Seattle Kraken podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network, Mr. Josh Deming. Josh, 
First, welcome to the Hockey Podcast Network. And second of all, welcome to the Devil's State of Mind podcast. How are you doing today, my friend? What an intro. What an intro. This is um, what I I'm do. Just... That's, that, that's this podcast. I give everybody, a you know, what seems like a 20-minute intro. I like it. No, I like it. I came in here now. I'm in blushing. Uh, I feel I feel really good, man. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the Hockey Podcast Network family. Uh, a lot, a lot of work to do on both the podcast side, the YouTube side. But really excited to be here and excited to have my first, uh, I guess, um, collaboration with another podcast on the network in the Devil's State of Mind. So I'm, I'm very excited, man. And we are excited to have you. And obviously, I feel like this is a good time because I'm going to make an announcement on my social media on Twitter at Devil's State and Instagram at Devil's State of Mind. I will actually be doing my first live stream watch along this upcoming Friday, our second preseason game of the season against the New York Rangers. I feel like it's the perfect team to kind of kick things off and kind of get things going here. And Josh is going to be helping me. Um, We're actually going to be doing some things after we're done recording today to kind of get going with that. And I'm personally excited about it because I think a lot of people want to see who is the man behind the microphone with the Devil's State of Mind podcast? Some people know, some people do not. And I'm really excited to do that. I'm actually also going to be doing uh, one of my fantasy hockey drafts as well while I'm in the middle of it. So we'll we'll talk about that as, I'm, as we're going along. And also next week, uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, I believe, will be live streaming our uh, Hockey Podcast Network fantasy hockey draft, which will be on Monday night. So that's something to mention as well. But Josh, let's first get to know you personally. My, my first question is this. Um, you obviously have a very, very impressive channel on YouTube, JJTV on YouTube, which basically is a Canadian supporter YouTube channel that covers Borussia Dortmund of Bundesliga, which is a soccer league over in Germany. What kind of got you interested in doing this and also just with the watch-alongs and also the five takeaways that you do? Talk to us about that. Well, yeah. I mean, growing up in a small town in Canada, uh, no one can talk the sport. No, no one really could. So I just went I just went years and years and years keeping my thoughts and opinions to myself. And during COVID, I got laid off for a week. I didn't know exactly how long I was going to get laid off for. It was, it was only a week. But in that time, I'm like, all right, well, I, I want to start something. I, I want to do something I'm passionate about. I, I see a lot of other channels out there. So my buddy who was uh, who was basically going through school, doing video broadcasting and, and editing and all that stuff, I reached out to him and said, I want to do a little fun project while we're, uh, while we're laid off here. And he ate it right up and we started it. I did it on my, my favorite team, the team I've supported since I was like 10 years old. Found them all on my own because my family knows nothing about the sport as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, and something just something just kind of clicked there and and the the subscribers are rolling in the community was getting built and then obviously Dortmund reached out to us I've become the international twitch streamer for Bruce Dortmund as well as a fan contributor influencer and video contributor to the international fan app so very very proud to do all that so it was it was pretty cool basically doing all that within the last year and uh and yeah now I'm excited to bring the YouTube portion to the uh, hockey podcast network that's that's Phenomenal. Um, over the last like four or five years, I've kind of gotten into soccer more um, closely than I did when I was a kid. I mean, I played it like a lot of kids, you know, here in North America will play it. And, you know, most of us don't usually get as um, into it as uh, some others do. But, you know, for myself, there's a lot of, you know, there's obviously a lot of soccer teams that I follow, a lot of football teams that I support. Uh, just full disclaimer, uh, if you are a Bundesliga fan, uh, obviously, Josh, is a Borussia Dortmund fan. I, unfortunately, t- to some, not all, am a Bayern Munich fan. That was kind of the first 
or one of the first introductions that Josh and I had when he was talking about soccer um, in one of our meetings, I had mentioned that I was a Bayern Munich fan. So we have a little bit of a rivalry going, um, going with that. Um, I also support some other clubs, including a club that Borussia Dortmund played literally just yesterday, uh, Sporting Lisbon. Uh, uh, Dortmund ended up winning, I believe, one to nothing or one nil for all of the English uh, listeners out there. Um, but I actually had a chance to watch some of the watch long because, again, I really had no chance of watching uh, sporting play yesterday. I had a little bit of difficulty finding something, but I was able to watch a little bit that over 2,000 plus people ended up watching that. That is phenomenal. My next question kind of involving that, Josh, is how how were you able to build up such a tremendous audience in, ju in just a short period of time? I mean, I, I think it came down to like a bit of a, a niche market. Uh, I, a lot of the, like the Premier League is the most popular league in the world by a good right. margin. It's also speaks English. So that's, that's also, in my opinion, a big reason as to why it's so successful. They have all the money and a few other factors go into that. And there was kind of an untouched market on the Bundesliga. And, and honestly, like when, when I looking back at, at the Bundesliga and watching them over the years, it was always my favorite league to watch. It not mm. only had my favorite team, but for anyone who's just getting into the game, you can, it can promise you goals. It can, it can promise you like entertainment. And I just fell in love with the league and said, all right, well, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know if it's going to be successful or not, but I'm going for it. And yeah. we've picked up a lot of just general Bundesliga fans as well, especially Bayern fans, Bayern mm -hmm. fans tune in all the time on, on the watch long and throw some chirps at me. And uh, I mean, but it, it's, it's been pretty cool building this little community there because I think the reason it's, we found success is because it was a bit of an untouched market and right. I just relished the opportunity to try to build it. Yeah, it's, it's really a, a fascinating league for, for myself. Um, you know, I actually became a fan of the Bundesliga because of Bayern Munich, because they actually, with their United States Twitter account, they ended up following me back on Twitter. So that was kind of like, a, that kind of took me by surprise. So I, I said to my friend, I said, well, I think that just makes it easy for me to pick who I'm going to be a fan of in Bundesliga because of the fact they followed me. I'm a good, I'm a good friend of the guy who runs it now, Richie O'Reilly. Um, really good guy. Awesome guy on TikTok, by the way. If you want to learn, um, obviously you can learn about the sport very well from Josh, uh, but also uh, Richie O'Reilly, uh, you know, on all his socials is really good at describing the game and kind of giving you a history and a, and a, um, you know, just some really good details. So I would highly recommend go checking him out um, as well. So, my, my next question to you, uh, Josh, is this. Are there any other leagues slash teams that you are a fan of that you support? Um, is there anything with regards to that that maybe you're interested in also doing things for? Just talk to us a little bit about that. In terms of soccer? Yeah, in terms of soccer. So growing up in, in Canada, I live somewhat near Toronto FC, so they're my local team. Also with the, the new uh, Canadian Premier League, got a, mm. I mean, very important for Can Canada in general, just being able to grow and develop soccer talent. So yeah. I want to get involved with that. So I did a little bit of work with Forge FC, with with York as well. So mm -hmm. uh, for locally, that's that's a little bit of my love. Um, and also internationally, like teams I, I follow, like I really like Napoli, which we found a little bonding out of in, in Italy. Um, I've been go. to Barcelona, uh, went went to a game there live, which was pretty phenomenal. Uh, they're a team that fascinates me, not only just because of, of Messi and the success they found, but also watching them kind of fall apart. In, in the yeah. financial terms and seeing what basically a top club will look like when it spirals out of control. Right. And, uh, and, and yeah, those are kind of the teams I've been focusing on, but I mean, ever since I started the channel it's basically been watching Dortmund and doing everything them as well as keeping up with the Bundesliga in general. 
That's that's really great. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of I, I would highly recommend if you are a sports fan and you want to get into soccer, you will be amazed by the amount of different teams that are out there, whether they're in major leagues or not. I mean, I'm a fan of several teams that are in lower tier leagues that are just fun to watch. Um, you know, there's a team in uh, I think like the third league or third or fourth league in Ireland that's called uh, Loch Ness FC. If anybody is interested in that, it's it's literally just called Loch Ness FC. It's like it and for a regular sports fan or just a fan in general, that's kind of like the type of things. And I think one of the things that I've learned from being a fan of soccer or football and, and going to games and everything like that, you really start to realize that there's a lot of like, there's a lot of similarities in fan in fanship between hockey and soccer, because, you know, they're both sports that don't have a huge, you know, fan base, obviously though with soccer being an international sport, but in North America, it's, it's a little bit more close knit. And I think you kind of can relate to a lot of that um, when you, when you look at the, you know, those fans, I know a lot of people that are Red Bulls fans that are also hockey fans, you know, whether they're Devils fans, Rangers or Islanders, depending on where they're from. I mean, it's, they, they follow the same thing. It's the same type of passion and, and it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Um, I don't know if singing uh, throughout an entire hockey game would be suitable. Um, that was something that I've always wondered if that would be something people would actually give it a shot to do. I know they do it somewhat in Switzerland. I did find that out. They kind of do that a little bit, but I don't know if the United States, Canada would necessarily be comfortable with that. What do, what do you think, Josh? You think that'd be kind of a interesting thing to see? Uh, it'd be interesting. I don't know if it'll ever happen. It's 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 you you make a great point on on different cultures. I mean, like you said, there's Red Bull fans and and Devils fans. There's also uh, different teams around the world in Europe. Where if you go yeah. to a, a, a game in the German league, like the German Professional Hockey League, you're going to be hearing a loud atmosphere. You see it all over Europe. It's just the it was they were built different over there. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but like I went to the Westfall and I watched Dortmund play live. Twenty thousand fans jumping up and down for ninety straight minutes, singing, screaming, drinking. It, it's it's wild over there. So I, I've always wanted to maybe go to a hockey game over in Europe if, if if and when I can go back due to COVID. And I'm gonna be very curious to see how different the atmosphere would be at a game over there versus in in North America. But I can promise you, it will feel a little different. Oh, I'm sure. I think it'll be different regardless of you know where you go. I think that you know I, I've done a lot of research myself on a lot of the a lot of the uh, leagues over in Europe, particularly you know with hockey because you know we have the KHL. We have uh, Liga, which I believe is the top league in Finland. Uh, we have teams in Switzerland, in Sweden, uh, Norway. And there's all these different types of cultures. I mean, yes, the biggest difference is obviously the rink is a lot larger. It's a lot wider, which creates a lot more opportunities for scoring and things like that. But just, just the culture itself is just crazy. And it's the same way here. Like if you go to a soccer game in the United States and then you go over to Europe, in many ways, it's like night and day. It's like literally the amount of support is is incredible. And, you know, there, there are so many different supporter groups. There's diff, there's so much history behind it. It's phenomenal. Uh, myself being a Napoli fan, like Josh had mentioned before, that's a place where I want to go. Uh, that's a place where I want to go and experience watching uh, Serie A, which is the top soccer league over in Italy. That's the type of experience. Same thing with being a Liverpool fan. I have family friends that live um, literally like two blocks from where the cop is. I mean, where Liverpool plays. So for me, that's an experience that I want to imagine. But just like with soccer, it's the same thing in hockey. You go to a hockey game here in the United States. It's way different. You go over to a game in Europe. The atmospheres are different. The way the fans are, it's it's crazy. And 
it's so great to see how much similarities as well, though, that there are with that. Now, my next question to you, Josh, kind of actually more involves working with the Hockey Podcast Network. The first question is simply this. And obviously, I learned about this because you explained it. But for the folks at home, how did you get in contact you know, with the whole network and getting involved in doing things that you're doing with us? Well, I, uh, I, I actually featured on a Locked On podcast uh, for a, a viewer who watches, who watches me and, and communicates with me through Dortmund. And he right. asked me to go on uh, the Locked On Jets podcast to talk about the Senators, which is a team that is, is, was my hockey team growing up and is, is still a team I, I absolutely adore. And I went on there and I had a really good experience and I was just doing a little research and it, it brought me to the Hockey Podcast Network. And I, I saw this incredible, incredible platform that was created by, by Ishan Dillon. And I reached out and just out of a whim said, I got an idea um, to kind of integrate this into YouTube. And it, it kind of went from there. And now we get to actually see it to start to go into fruition and, and you're kicking it off. You're kicking off the, the interaction because podcasts, as everyone knows, is an amazing way to just get information and, and learn about different things, all kinds right. of things, not only sports. And now you can put a face to it and you explained it very well. And that was something that it just clicked right there. And I'm really excited to see how you do on your first watch along and, and seeing a community of Devils fans as some opposing Rangers fans come together and, and get to enjoy the game. And that's kind of what I'm going to try to build here with the Hockey Podcast Network. And I'm, I'm really grateful that they gave me an opportunity to do it. And like I said before, we're really excited as a whole. I feel like I can speak for the entire network when I say that, you know, we're super excited to have you aboard. And, you know, YouTube is something that we haven't fully touched yet. You know, we did some videos, you know, earlier last season. But, you know, now with you coming into the fold and everything, we're really excited to see where this whole thing can go because we all know that, you know, video is just as important, if not more important than just audio. And I think that people love to see that type of stuff. And I'm super excited to show myself to the world and to obviously do that. I have a lot of experience, obviously, being in front of the camera in general. But but this is something, you know, that I've never tried before that I'm super excited about. And, and I'm very honored that I get to be the first one on Friday to kind of, you know, see where this goes and kind of go from there. And I'm looking forward to doing it. Um, to kind of explain a little bit more to our, our listeners, Josh, what are some of the other things? And we'll talk about, obviously, you know, the pod, the podcast that you're going to be working on and talking about the Kraken in just a few moments. But other than that, just talk to us a little bit about, I guess, maybe more in detail, what you're going to be doing uh, throughout the year with the Hockey Podcast Network. So, yeah, so I, when I came on, uh, the goal is to obviously try to transition a lot of our hosts over to YouTube and, and kind of go through ideas and, and fun experience to engage with listeners and viewers and and put a face to, to the podcast, basically. And, and not right. only that, but be able to live chat with these people. You'll be able to come on and see Neil and, and go ask him questions during the game, see his reactions, that Italian flair when the Devils are... <laughs> are getting beat up on by the Rangers, but, um, and it's just a cool way to build a community and, and doing that through, through my Dortmund channel. It's been incredible. I got listeners and viewers from over a hundred different countries and, and everyone has a story of, of, of what made them a fan of, of the team or the club that they, they did. And that's one of my favorite things to listen to is because everyone's got a, a unique story and you get to kind of build that community. So that's the number one thing I'm going to be trying to create there as well as when I go in on something, I like going all in. So I wanted, I wanted a task to, to take on a podcast of my own. And uh, but as you know, growing up in Canada, uh, I don't like the Leafs. I live close to the Leafs. All my, friends, all my friends are Leafs fans. I needed to go a little bit differently. So I, I picked up being a Sens fan my whole life. And I am still a Sens fan, but I've never really had a passion for another team in, in, in the NHL. And I'm really intrigued to see what's going to happen with the new team coming in, with the Kraken coming in. I really enjoyed watching Vegas come in. If there was going to be a team, I was like, hmm, 
I could maybe jump on board with. It would have been Vegas at the time, but but now I have an opportunity to start this podcast and and take a stab at a team in the West. So yes. Sens are my East team, Kraken the West team. I'm gonna have a, a lot of fun with a buddy of mine hosting this uh, hosting the Keeping Up with the Krakens podcast and kind of see where it goes from there. And we are super excited to uh, not only welcome the Seattle Kraken into the NHL, but obviously have another podcast coming on to the network. So let's talk about the Seattle Kraken. Uh, they played a couple of preseason games. They won their first one, which I, everybody likes to point this out, that the Vegas Golden Knights' first win ever in the preseason was against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, and ironically enough, the first win for the Kraken uh, in the preseason was against the Vancouver Canucks. So is that a sign to things to come? We shall see. Uh, but last night, um, they didn't look so good at all um, from start to finish. I believe the end of the score was, what, six to nothing? Eight to nothing was one of those two. Um, it was a rough thing. But then again, look, it's preseason, and they didn't have their full team out there. So let's just, you know, and when Connor McDavid is playing against, you know, to put it lightly, second-tier players, it's pretty much a walk in the park. And, I mean, look, Edmonton was stacked. For that preseason game, Seattle was not. Uh, those uniforms, though, they look pretty good. Those white ones, uh, they're definitely something that uh, is very interesting to watch. And interestingly enough for the Devils, literally the second game of the season, and I believe the first road game of the year for the Seattle Kraken is against the New Jersey Devils. And I'm really excited to welcome them to the Rock uh, to see how many Kraken fans show up at the Rock. I think I'm really curious to see how that goes. And obviously, former Devils Nate Bastion and Connor Carrick will make their uh, very quick return to the Garden State. So right off the bat, Josh, looking at the crack and looking how they've performed so far, what, what, are your, what are your initial thoughts? I mean, it's two, two tales. I mean, the, the first game was a lot of hype around it. It was the first ever time you saw these guys hit the ice. And they took on a Vancouver team that was, was kind of you know, the, the kids in, in a way and going up against them. When I was looking at who was starting for, for Vancouver. I'm like, all right, you know, I think this is gonna be a good opportunity to see what this team is made of. It was a competitive game. The, but in my opinion, I thought in a way, Seattle pretty much dominated from start to finish. They got unlucky going down by two, but they fought back and, and showed a little, little quality, a lot of players stepping up and showing that they have potential for big, for a big season. McCann's mm -hmm. one who really comes to mind for myself. Uh, and it was just a really good experience of seeing that first game ever and uh, also getting the win, um, some pretty cool performances. Ryan Donato was someone who I'm low-key rooting for this year. Mm. And then the the, t the tale of two sort of halves or two kind of games here when it went to uh, Edmonton. I don't think you could have said it any better. When I looked at who was starting for uh, for the Kraken versus who was, who was starting for the Oilers, I, I knew it was probably going to be a tough one. I thought this could be a learning experience for some of the, the kids out there to see who may have it, who can who can cut it for opening night and uh give the coaching staff some some things to, to take away from and right. it was frustrating there were some good stretches of play but ultimately quality kind of showed and, and mcdavid had some had some fun in that game yes he did uh and i'm sure a lot of people will be injured will be very much uh wanting to take Connor mcdavid first overall in their in their fantasy drafts especially after the performance he put on last night, um, you know, Leon Dreisaitl looked like Leon Dreisaitl. Zach Hyman making his Edmonton Oilers debut. He looked good. Very nice. There was one goal where McDavid just, it looked like he was kind of just toying with the entire Kraken team on the ice. 
and then just casually makes his really nice pass to Zach Hyman right in front of the goaltender and he scores. But I'm sure that the Kraken, like you said, it's, it's a learning experience for them. And again, this is preseason. These games don't really count. So a lot of the time it's just that. But when I look at the team, like I look at the roster as a whole, I think a lot of us were kind of expecting Seattle to go crazy um, in the expansion draft to really take, you know, those very talented veteran players and kind of have kind of try to have the same type of immediate impact that Vegas had. Instead, they kind of went with, um, I guess you would say in many ways, very low risk in, and in some degrees, low reward players. Because it sounds like to me, GM Ron Francis wants to kind of build this team, like authentically build this team. Um, Josh, do you kind of agree with how Seattle kind of is is going with everything? Or do you think they should have actually decided to go nuts and go for guys like Carey Price and players like that to kind of kind of put their name on the map right away? I, I mean, I'm the kind of guy who, who was hoping for a, a big bang and every player possible that is basically screaming out, take me, take me for them to do. But again, I'm not a, I'm not a GM. So I, my opinions, it, it comes from the fan perspective. Right. Uh, I trust Ron fans. I trust what, what they're going to do. And there's got to be a strategy to it. And I mean, sometimes those big players that come out, I mean, those are big contracts. That's a lot of, a lot of pressure to take on. And if he wants to build something special and do the, the kind of low risk, but, but high reward, I do think he came and was able to put together a pretty decent squad. Because if you think back to the Vegas team and, and that misfit line, those were, those were third line NHLers and they came together and, and they basically blossomed into top tier NHL players today. Right. And I think that's sort of the, the, like I said, low risk, high reward he's going for. And, and someone like Jared McCann, he has the potential. He's got a first line spot, first line center to really take on his own with, with the signing of, of Schwartz and of, of course, Eberle. So mm-hmm. I think that is the play he's going to go. It gives him some freedom as well to build the team the way he wants to, instead of maybe being stuck with long, longer contracts, bigger contracts. Yeah. So we'll see the way that it, it plays out. I mean, in my opinion, they did very well in the goaltending. They did very well defensively. I still have some question marks about the amount of lefties we have on the back end, but, mm. but up front, uh, in my, in my opinion, it's going to be, an opportunity for a lot of players to take their game to the next level and show why indeed they were given this opportunity. Yeah. And I think that when you saw a lot of people interviewing the players from Vegas, when they were first selected, a lot of them were pretty pissed off because they felt like that they had earned the right to be on an NHL team. Even guys like a guy, particularly Jonathan Marshall. So he was not happy when he was selected by Vegas and he made it his personal goal to make sure that Florida regretted ever leaving him unprotected. And to this day, he's been a phenomenal top six player for the Vegas Golden Knights, a guy that probably might be out the door within the next year, considering Vegas has to make a lot of changes. But I'm sure the same type of feeling is for a lot of these players. It was a little bit different, though. A lot of the guys that were selected, they said that they were not surprised that they were taken. Uh, One guy in particular, uh, Mark Giordano, he said the writing was on the wall. He said that clearly with the with the money that he was making and where Calgary wanted to go, um, you know, th- it was kind of a matter of time, so to speak. And, and I said to people who listened um, that if Giordano wasn't taken, the Flames don't get Blake Coleman. That's just that's just the honest truth. They don't have the money to give to Blake Coleman. So I think that's we got to look at. But, you know, I really like the defense in particular. I think that it's a combination of, you know, guys who have been there before, plus some uh, younger players that are going to get a chance to play way more minutes than they would have if they stayed on their other teams. You know, Giordano, Adam Larson, I think those are going to be your top two. I think that's going to be your top defensive pairing 
unless things change. You got Vince Dunn, which I thought was a really, really good pickup. Really, really solid. Uh, Hayden Flurry, who I think people forget that like three years ago, he was considered to be one of the most up and coming defensemen in the NHL, but obviously has had a little bit of a interesting um, situation. Jimmy Oleksiak was a guy that I was hoping the Devils uh, from a veteran perspective would maybe have taken a flyer on, but uh, you know, Seattle decided to do that. And then Seattle with a crap load of cap space, might add, uh, made a couple of pretty well-known moves. Uh, obviously, uh, they were able to acquire the top goaltender in the free agent market, uh, Philip Grubauer, which you knew going into the offseason for Colorado. It was either Landeskog or Grubauer. There was no way unless Landeskog took a major pay cut, which he said publicly he wasn't going to do, it was going to be one or the other. Josh, were you, I'm sure you must have been surprised that Grubauer was there and that the Seattle Kraken were so willing to just go after him. Yeah, and, and I think it goes to a little bit of, of the last few seasons, which is something I noticed is that is that goaltending tandems have really become a thing in the NHL. And we saw, I think the Islanders were a perfect example of that a few seasons ago. You've seen a, you've seen Vegas do it with with Fleury and, and Robin Leonard. You've you've seen these basically, and I don't I can't explain as to why because they they just in my opinion started coming out of nowhere where where the goaltending is splitting the pipes and you're seeing a lot of success. And I don't know if it's because it's it's a rested mind going into the next game, but I mean, it surprised me because it's a big name. It's a great, it's a great, great goalie to pick up. And it creates, in my opinion, one of the best tandems going into the season this year. So I was really excited for that, that reason. And, and I'm excited for Grubauer to take this opportunity again, because he, in my opinion, he's proven. I mean, he's played at the top level and there are some, some, I guess, naysayers out there that say you, you played for Colorado. Let's, let's be honest. Like you have elite numbers, but you played in front of one of the best teams in the NHL. And, and now mm-hmm. I guess it's a bit of an opportunity for him to, to say, state a claim and say, no, I am one. I have those numbers because I am one of the best and I'm going to come yeah. on this team and I'm going to prove it. So I'm excited to see what, what that tandem can do this season. And, and I'm, I'm assuming they're going to have some pretty good numbers as well. I think Philip Grubauer will definitely perform very, very well. Uh, from a lot of the things that I've read, uh, the coaching staff is already very, very, very much impressed with what Grubauer brings to the table. Uh, getting Drieger, I thought, was really good because you look at Florida's situation. If Florida had it its way and it didn't give all that money to Bobrovsky, probably Sergei Bobrovsky would have been the one that was left unprotected, and it probably would have been Drieger and um, uh, Knight that would have been protected in the expansion draft. But they had to let go of one of them, and Drieger wanted the opportunity to get more minutes. I don't know. I'm assuming that he will probably get more playing time playing with Seattle, but it all depends on how well uh, Grubauer comes out of the gate. Now, my next question to you, Josh, is simply this. So far, and again, it's early on in the podcast and everything like that, um, and obviously getting to know the team and getting to know the fan base, what has been your experience like getting to kind of know a lot of the the fan base uh, and talking to them? You know, what has that experience been like? It's been fun. It's, it's, it's a brand new, like I said, opportunity to not only, I mean, put my, my stake on this team, to to be a part of the Hockey Podcast Network and meet a bunch of people who I didn't have the opportunity to meet and communicate them through Twitter and using our YouTube channel and all that fun stuff. And so far, it's just been a lot of hype. It, it really has. It's been it's been a a fan base that's been begging for an NHL team for so long, and now you get to see their their wishes come true. And right. and I'm really excited to to see the way that this team grows. And and I had so much fun, like I said, watching the Vegas story. And now we get to write our own here with with the Kraken, and and it's been a it's been a lot of uh, a lot of positivity even after the first game. But then you saw a little bit of uh, a little bit of the the downward spiral after the six nothing loss, and a little bit of a humbling moment for the Kraken fans. But 
like I said, it's preseason, and I think that's the way, at least from what I've read on Twitter, that most of them took it, being like, Mm -hmm. it's an opportunity to learn some things from the game. It didn't look like it was a matchup that we were going to win regardless. Um, But still, I think, not the hype that died down, but again, I think it kind of said, all right, it's it's game time now. It's time to... uh, to focus up, get get used to it. We are an NHL team, and we need to start performing each and every night. And and yeah, but I, I do think the hype is going to be there pretty much for the majority of the season because there's been a lot of people that are just so happy to have hockey in Seattle. And I'm and you know speaking for myself, I'm excited to see that that obviously that arena and seeing the fan base and seeing how how big it gets. I'm excited to see the Devils when they make their first trip out there to Seattle. I'm excited to see them come to Jersey. And I think it's great for, you know, speaking to a lot of Devils fans that we're excited that we get to see them uh, in person early on in the season and just kind of get to get a feeling. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, Seattle has a couple of former Devils, Nate Bastion. They took an the expansion draft. They signed Connor Carrick. They also have Marcus Johansson, who was with the Devils for a little while. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of devils that are involved with the Seattle Kraken. So it'll be nice to see some familiar faces. My last question to you, Josh, and again, thank you so much for coming on today and speaking with us is simply this. What is your expectation for the Seattle Kraken? I'm very curious to know, because I think a lot of people are kind of wondering, are they going to be like competitive? Are they going to be like really bad, like a typical expansion team? You know, what, what is your, what is your full authentic uh, prediction for the Seattle Kraken in their inaugural season? Well, it's it's interesting because like expansion teams way back when would have loved to have an, a squad looking like this going into preseason, going into the NHL. Uh, but then we got like an eye opener, seeing how well Vegas did in their first season. So it's almost like that's the standard. Going to the right. NHL finals is the standard. It's not the case. Um, in, in my opinion, I think the division is going to really help the Kraken have a push for playoffs. And I realistically think if, if the chemistry is there and some players like McCann, um, Tana being effective when uh, Gord comes back and they put in numbers, they put in performances. In my opinion, that fourth to fifth place spot should be attainable. So shooting for a wild card, because uh, I, I rate them in front of the, the California teams, at, at least in the division. So I, I think I put between that the fifth and fourth place. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think they'll be right around the bubble. And, and I think that there's a big opportunity in seeing how Vegas did. There's no reason to think that this this group of guys can't do the same thing. This is going to be a very, very interesting year in their inaugural season for the Seattle Kraken, and we're all very much excited and definitely and you know antsy to see how these guys uh, perform. Now, Josh, before I let you go, because I do this with all my guests, let the folks know where they can find you on social media, talk about the podcast, and really anything that you got going on right now. So the floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, you can go to, to Twitter. It's at UpWKrakens on uh on on uh, spotify wherever you guys get your podcast for uh we're gonna have our first official episode dropping this friday and it's going to be keeping up with the krakens i know clever name and then like we were talking about <laughs> earlier i do have a youtube channel surrounding bruce Dortmund, and that is jjd tv um so yeah if you want to come and get i guess a little information on on whether soccer or the the kraken those are the places best to find me but it's been a lot of fun coming on this podcast my man i really appreciate you having me on Absolutely, man. And we'll definitely have you on again once the season kind of gets underway. And maybe when, you know, the, the Kraken, uh, when the Devils uh, make the trip over to Seattle, uh, we'll definitely uh, have you come back on. But but Josh, thank you so much for doing this, man. Looking forward to working with you on the video side and just looking forward to working with you and being a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Absolutely. And yeah, Devils fans, head over to, uh, to the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel because you're going to get to see this fine Italian commentate uh, on the Devils this Friday. 
Amen to that. Thank you so much, Josh. We appreciate it. Not a problem, man. Take care.